0: Hey what's up guys my name is Ace and welcome to the Ace the Oolz podcast Hey so the reason why I wanted to start a podcast was just to um Have my own platform or my own space to Just to share my thoughts and my opinions about rugby league and, and the NRL and stuff in general um, So yeah hopefully enjoy it, hopefully I can educate you at the same time about the game And um yeah hopefully you like it If you don't like it, whatever but if you do like it, head over to my Facebook page and like, share, comment, subscribe, follow, donate. No, nah, don't donate. But yeah. Anyway, um, first of all, I just wanted to uh, apologise to all my um, all my one of you listeners, <laughs> all of my thousands of listeners. Um, I was supposed to. Um, I was supposed to drop this podcast like two, or three weeks ago. But uh, your boy ran into some legal issues and some copyright, stuff like that. So I ended up having to change the name of my podcast. And so, yeah, so I had to come up with, with a unique name that no one else would have. So no one, surely no one's got this Ace The podcast. So yeah, um, like I was saying, uh, when I first started the podcast, when I was supposed to release it, it was... um. I had topics that I wanted to speak on that were relevant at that time you now time flies time flies pretty fast now, And so the the topics that i I wanted to talk about they're kind of um not relevant anymore, but I still want to talk about them because I feel like I feel like I could educate someone on that concept and stuff so yes, the topics I wanted to speak about was on this episode was um the NRL 9s, and also the Māori and Indigenous All-Stars games. So, yeah, um, first of all, the 9s, for me, it's kind of lost its excitement levels, kind of lost its spark. Um, That concept of the game has been on a bit of a decline in the last couple of years. Uh, Obviously, obviously it it was just the first time we had the 9s in the last two years because of that reason. And um yeah I just wanted to share some my thoughts about it and why I think it's on the decline and how I think it can improve. So So for me when the nines first came out I kind of uh expected it to be equivalent to rugby sevens, you know that kind of format of the game but you no know, like Obviously, it hasn't really succeeded and hasn't really blo- taken off. Um, and the reasons why, when I when I used to watch the game, when I used to watch lines, and I, I get pretty, su- I got surprised when I used to see like um, a lot of fit players uh, putting their hand up to get subbed off all the time. I was thinking, what? No, especially outside backs. I thought these guys were meant to be. You no, know, the fitter players on the field. and yeah, it got me thinking, like why why are these players you not know, getting arcs are subbed off, get to get subbed off? And so I thought like when you think about the rugby sevens and um you no know, the sevens players they, they train all year round to be sevens players. You no, know, not to be fifteen or side so players. And so when you look at rugby league, it's the same thing. All these players they condition themselves all year round to be to play in the thirteen side you know the normal week to week comp and then you know to ask them um to transition into the nines you know just for two days now i imagine that would be difficult you no know, it doesn't matter how fit you are in this in the normal thirteen side game when it comes to nines it can be total different now i' re- i view it as a total different sport and so yeah if you're not training to be a nines player you now you go back to you kind of fall back to what you know and then and then it starts kind of looking like um and then like the style of play that the players play with is it starts looking exactly like what they do on the third in side and so and so for me the only way that we can change that and help improve that um we're you gotta like pretty much force these players to play a different game. And for me that would be changing the rules. And one rule that I would change would be um instead of five or six tackles a set, you you can just only get three tackles a set. And what I think that would do was would, would be it would, it would force the players to you know like pull the trigger early. And what I mean by that is it it'll force players to go on the attack straight away instead of if you get five or six tackles, you know the first couple tackles of the set, you know you just take the hit ups, hit ups, hit ups, and then you now you set up your play out wide, you set up your left and right and stuff. So if you got you only got three hit ups, if you only got three tackles, you gotta get on attack straight away and I think that will bring the excitement back to the game where, you know, it will really bring out what players can do and you know, what their, their skill level and stuff like that and to showcase another part of these players, so yeah if if the players are forced to do something, then they've got no other choice than you know just to go on attack straight away, and yeah obviously it'll bring back the excitement level um and I also think the n r l should reach out to the fans and see what the fans think about you know what rule the fans would um would bring in you know just. It wouldn't make a big difference if you put out some rule changes and ask the fans to vote on it, and if the fans get what they want to see, then they'll probably bring more of the fans through the gates and get all the numbers up. And that was another issue of the Nines over in Perth. Um, obviously, they're trying to grow the grow the game in Perth, and that's why they took the Nines there. But no, the numbers didn't really, the attendance numbers didn't really add up. So if I think if you bring the Nines um, over to Suncorp. You no, know, I believe that Queensland is you know the heart of rugby league these days, and it showed that um, if you remember last year they had the magic round where all the teams played one weekend, all the games were at Suncorp. And then the fans showed out, you know, just because their favourite team was there, and I think we can um, do that with the Nines as well. And um, yeah, so um, another. Another way, I reckon, bringing the excitement back to the game is, like, I don't know if it can be if it's the coaches or the players. It's, I feel like they're holding back a bit. Um, what I mean by that is, like, this should be a platform to showcase uh, a lot of uh, the skills that players have. I know, um, I, there's a lot of, like, forwards. And, no, a lot of forwards and... And the big players, all the big front roles that, you know, in, in the normal uh, week-to-week NRL, all they got, all they get coached to do is to is to run it up and, no um, you know, and tackle, and they don't get really get to showcase their skill level. So I think the Nines is a, a great platform for some of these big players that don't usually, you know, play make uh, showcase their skills. Like for example, um, uh, Junior Polo. He's a front-rower at the Eels. You know, you can tell that he's got a bit of a skill level and he gets to showcase a little bit. He's one of the lucky, uh, lucky front-rowers that get to go and throw a cut-out pass and stuff like that. because you know, he can do it. But I know there's more players, more of these, um, especially all the poly players that can play make and stuff, but they don't get the green light to do it in the NRL. And um, I think if they get the green light to do it in the nines, would be more exciting. Um more exciting concept of the game to to see you know, all the big players, the big uh, front rowers, um doing the playmaking and stuff so I think, I reckon uh, the coaches can give more of a green light for these players to to just kinda unleash. So yeah that was um, that's my take on the Nines and yeah, I really do believe if they bring the Nines to Brisbane even though you don't really need to grow the game in Brisbane I think it's pretty strong but yeah, bringing the nines would help in the uh, attendance levels and stuff like that. So yeah, i uh, moving on now to the Māori and Indigenous All Stars game. Um, man, I think it's probably the, one of the most underrated uh, concepts of the game that we have, um, and especially with the game being in, um, so big in Australia and New Zealand. Oh, I don't a lot of the indigenous players from both countries don't really get to represent the heritage. You know, you've got the Kiwis and the kangaroos, but then the Maldi and and, the Aboriginal boys really want to represent their their own people, which is, you know, to the outside you don't really understand until... Yeah, it's a bit difficult to explain to the outside. Why don't you just play for Australia? It's the same thing when you play for the Kiwis. It's like, nah, if you see the boys... Uh, you can see on, on videos or interviews and stuff, like the pride that they have in that uh, the Moldy jersey or the indigenous jersey, is just like, you can see it, it's a, it goes on to a different level. Yeah, so when you see the haka and stuff like that, and the Aboriginal war cry, like to some people it's just entertainment, but then to those people, you know, indigenous and moldy people, it's more than entertainment, it's like... The story, and if they finally get recognition on the NRL big stage, and you know they had the Aboriginal All Stars for a while, but finally you get to see the the Maldives in the last couple of years, and so I reckon it's um uh, a great concept of the game that kind of needs to, I believe, they need to grow a bit more, and needs to be, it needs to be like they need to play more games, um, but. Like I said with the nines, it's hard to schedule um schedule these other games, exhibition or other rep games throughout the off season unless you're wearing a Kiwis or Kangaroos jersey, so um Yeah, but I still I still feel like they need to do more. There needs to be more um games for Aboriginal and um, the moldy teams. Um one thing one thing I think they should do that could happen, is um, bring, in, bring in like a tour, like um, have have the Māori or Indi- Indigenous team go on tour every couple of years. Now, similar to similar to something like or the British and Irish Lions do, where they go go on tour every four years, or is it four years? Or something like that. So every couple of years, it'll be good to have the Indigenous team go... Pl- Go tour New Zealand and they play free games there, and over a couple of weeks and, and they s- spread their culture and um, share their culture with the New Zealand people, and then you no know, vice versa. The Māori team can come tour in um, in Australia and you know even even taking the teams over to the UK and tour around there. But like I said, it's it's hard to to bring in those games, you no know, to try and schedule them in the in the off season because the season and a rough season so long. But I still feel like there's a part of that game. I still feel like that that part of that game is real important to grow. You know, especially because the you know, the NRL is over New Zealand and Australia. Um, you know, both both cultures need to be are um, uh, more recognised. And then, and then so I don't know how they're gonna fix. I don't know know how that works but no, that would be great to see like a a moldy team touring around the UK and stuff or over in Europe and also an Aboriginal teams and stuff like that. Now, just to spread out the cultures and stuff, and you know um, like it kind of gets pushed to the back when when we talk about um representing your own people like the Pacific Islanders. Now a lot of recognition goes to the to the Pacific teams. And then we forget about and hold on. The indigenous and moldy teams <laughs> the indigenous and moldy are right here. And they like they need to get more recognition when they when they play their games and stuff. So um, yeah, hopefully I reckon there'll be a good concept to have the Moldy and, and indigenous teams go on tour every couple of years and um, just to try and spread the, the culture and and then play those games in front of their own fans and stuff like that, so yeah, that's one thing that I could that I, I I wish I wish they would do more for the Maori and the indigenous games. And um, there's a bit of bit of bit of talk on um, on the social media about around that time of the game about bringing in the Pacific Pacific Island team and Pacific Island All Stars and stuff like that. It was a, I do not really know how that's gonna work. know um, right now, if you were to pick a Pacific Island team. I reckon about ninety five percent of the team will have to be um will be Tongan because they i believe they're the number one team at the moment so it will be hard to go past those guys and um uh, yeah so yeah i, I reckon- i reckon that's a whole they shouldn't really a pacific island team wouldn't really work you know uh it'll be it'll be pretty cool but and then then you're going to have to schedule a time for them guys to play. And it's already hard as it is to try and schedule something throughout the year with the long as 20, was it 26 rounds in the NRL? And then finals, so it's, it's kind of a long, grueling season to try and add in and then you no know, funding on top of that. So, yeah, uh, with the Pacific Island team, I don't know. They're gonna be gonna be full of Tongans anyway. It's gonna be a whole team of Tongans anyway. So yeah, that's all um, I wanted to talk about on this episode. So hopefully, um, hopefully you liked it, and if you didn't, leave the no no bad comments, please. <laughs> anyway, catch you on the next episode. What's goodie?